0: SMFF. Alex here. Did you guys get the reference? It's a Vsauce reference. Do you get that, Ryan? Nope. Is that a question? That's not where
1: that... Uh, I'm going to do what's known as a pro-gamer move. Does that come from Vsauce? Uh, he might have actually said that. Have you heard that meme? You've heard that meme, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I- I've always been fascinated. I'm trying to find the origin of it. If anyone out there knows the origin of that meme, it's one of my favorite memes. There's i no... Some- there's a whole meme website that you can look it up. I don't like want to. I, I yeah, I don't want to go that. That's that seems like cheating, you know. I want to like, I want to find it organically. I want to find the. You're the never origin. going to. That's
0: the point. But I want to. I want to understand it. It is a Vsauce meme.
1: Oh man, I knew it. It is.
0: see I how good. It up? I
1: feel now. Yes, you should. So you do know Vsauce? Yeah, I must have. I, I have no idea what they
0: make or what they do. Michael Vsauce here. He's, he's a bald dude. He's got the big the big beard. He actually, you would love Vsauce. Of all people, you should be the one telling me about Vsauce, actually. <laughs> if, I, does... I, I, if you're a douchebag, you must love Vsauce. You're <laughs> he, just... No, no, no. Michael's not a douchebag. He's a really, at least he appears to have a very big heart, and he, he seems like he's a really like genuinely nice dude. I do have an he, enlarged heart, medical condition. That is medical condition. He does a science and physics YouTube channel where he explains really, really weird but interesting questions. They gave him a show called Mindfield, Into the Mindfield, I think just Mindfield. And that's one of the reasons why I got YouTube Premium, actually. I I got the YouTube Premium free trial. You're the guy who
1: got the trial, so I keep getting the ads. I'm not interested. But because you decided to get
0: it, now I get ads all the time. First off, when I went to college, I didn't have cable, so I actually watched a, a lot of YouTube. And it's just to me, it's more accessible than YouTube or than uh, Hulu and Netflix, just because I can just burn through a quick video. I don't have to get you know into a series. But Vsauce, they gave him Mindfield, and he just has really, really, really cool questions that he answers on that one. So one was like, "What does isolation do to your body?" And he lived in an isolation chamber, I think, for five days. They didn't let him out, or he he could he could leave if he wanted to. The door was unlocked, but the light was on the entire time. He only drank soylent, and he <laughs> had nothing to entertain himself. Oh my god! Yeah, the craziest, so he, and thing, he did
1: this before coronavirus.
0: Yeah, yeah. And wow. so the craziest thing is, he is, his internal body clock actually just didn't know what day it was. So he was going to sleep at you know like four in the afternoon, thinking it was midnight. And should, it, I'm that sure
1: a, <laughs> it was a very nice uh, reintroduction to society for him.
0: Exactly. Mindfield is a great show. I recommend everybody watching that. But Vsauce, I, I, I pulled up his his most popular videos. So he made one called what if everyone jumped at once? Okay.
1: I think I've seen that one actually. Yeah.
0: Is earth actually flat? How high can we build? Why do we kiss? Is your red the same as my red guns in space? This is not yellow and the thumbnail is just yellow. How the earth moves. What, why are things creepy? So he does, he does weird sciencey videos. He actually went on tour with Adam from Mythbusters. Yeah, they went on a they went on a physical tour city to city where they were doing like science experiments as opposed to a metaphysical tour. Well, nowadays there's just like Zoom tours. So, <laughs> but uh that's the the joke. He starts off a lot of videos where he just pops in from the frame and he goes, "Hey there, VSauce, Michael here." And then he, you know, "What if the earth was actually flat?" And then he'll talk about why the earth is or is not flat for 20 minutes. Hmm. So, we're so, doing a VSauce fan fiction. I've completely forgotten what the point of this recording was. We are not doing a Vsauce fanfiction. I can tell you what the the fandom is. The audience is going to know by the time they listen to this. I can tell you right now. I'm I'm steeped. I'm steeped in anticipation. I'm like a teabag. I'm steeped. Okay, good. Then we're going to do our opening topic and you have to wait.
1: Oh, yo. Okay. I mean, all my all my illiterate uh, fam out there who can't read will be in the same level of anticipation as me.
0: So the first opening topic is an article from the Mary Sue, which I know is everybody's favorite website who listens to this podcast. And it's called, I Can't Stop Thinking About the First Published Kirk Slash Spock Slash Fiction. The very first Kirk Spock
1: Slash Fiction. Yeah, published. Uh, And as we've discussed previously on this cast, uh, Star Trek has been, you know, the first fan fiction, the first, you know, recognized fan fiction in the fanzine. So does that mean this is the first Slash Fic ever? Likely.
0: Besides all of the gnarly Judas Jesus fan fiction. Ah, yes. Or Peter Jesus, depending on what circles you run in. So here's the article. I ship pieces. Pieces me too, dude. Peter's mm-hmm. like, he's just, he's just more caring. Yeah. I mean, I know Judas is a bad boy and you kind of like, you know, you're like excited when you're around him, but. Uh, Peter's a better, he's just a better fit.
1: You know, I'm it's team Peter, like, dude.
0: That's who you're supposed to end up
1: with. You might have a fling with Judas, but Peter yeah. is where you end up. That's your home.
0: Exactly. And because we're talking about this, the fan fiction is Twilight. It's a team uh, Jacob team. Ooh,
1: wow, okay. It's not
0: those two, but we are doing a Twilight fan later. So you're welcome. I had to say it. We, we we were doing teams, and I had to do it. So we're gonna do a Twilight. Yeah. Okay. At Flame Con in August, the Mary Sue hosted a panel on LGBTQIA plus history of fanfiction. Princess Weeks ha- kicked us off with a background about how much that is literarily lauded from olden days. From Aeneid to the works of Dante and Shakespeare and Milton and on and on is essentially fanfiction, and we are continuing perhaps the oldest literary tradition of reshaping and retelling existing stories. Then I gave an overview of the rise of modern fandom in regards to LGBTQIA themes. The consensus seems to be that the slash fiction as we know it first emerged into the open with Diane Marchant's 1974 Kirk Spock story, A Fragment Out of Time. Marchant did not invent Kirk Spock, and Kirk Spock stories, meta, and theories were already being traded between groups of Star Trek, the original series fans, by letter in the 1960s. Marchant's story is recognized, however, as the first Kirk Spock piece of fiction to be published for consumption beyond a close circle of friends. The story appeared in the R-rated Star Trek fanzine Grupp No. 3 in 1974. The original series had been canceled in 69 after three seasons, but its wildly dedicated fanbase wasn't about to let their favorite characters in Gene Roddenberry's inventive universe fade into obscurity. They kept the ball rolling with letter writing campaigns, zines, and conventions, and their relentless dedication was a big part of what would eventually turn Star Trek into a cultural phenomenon. As someone who has participated in online fandom since I was about 12 years old, I'd heard of A Fragment Out of Time. But it wasn't until I was researching for our FlameCon panel that I gave the story a close read and investigated the history around its publication and reception. Now I can't stop thinking about it. First of all, its format is absolutely fascinating. Neither character is ever named, and there's a gaming in the use of pronouns so that it's never precisely clear in the text that it is two men having a romantic encounter, while the narrator of the story, who is being treated to some tender and then increasingly sexual caresses, is called he, it's Spock, the second character's actions are shown in an abstract that doesn't require identification, or else referred to simply as the other, it's Kirk, he of the blonde head. Here's an excerpt, by the way, of the example. The pressure was delicious. Well skilled hands made long swooping strokes from his knees up the legs, inside of his legs to the upper thighs. Now he could not prevent this, any more than he could stop a solar eclipse, even if he really desired to. It had been building all these years. No one said of circumstances was the cause. Now, it seemed it had been inevitable from the outset. The whole story is roughly 500 words, shorter than this article, (laughs) an incredibly compact little thing to have created a sensation, and to be seen as the forerunner of a fiction type for which there are now thousands of thousands of fan-made works. Yet it kicked open a door that I believe will never be shut again. While Marchant's text mostly obscures his character's named identities, perhaps out of a fear of legal ramifications, her intention for its interpretation was hardly secret. A fragment out of time was published in the Grup with a drawing by Marchant herself at the top of oh, showed amazing. Kirk and Spock locked in an embrace.
1: I mean, come on! Like, so you're going to go through the lengths of like, I'm, yeah. I actually have it. I'm looking at it. I'm reading it right now. You're going to go through the lengths of saying his and the other, and you know, kind of being play, and then you're just like, oh, here, here here's my picture.
0: <laughs> Here's the picture I drew of it. I drew this, but it's it's just different. It's not the same thing. You could put it on your wall, put it on your fridge. I don't care. Oh my god! And this I don't is get not
1: for for the for the uh, and what what day did you say? Did you say the sixties? Seventy four. Seventy four. And for the seventies, I mean, this is pretty steamy stuff.
0: I mean, it is the seventies. They were already doing steamy stuff. A sleek, well oiled torso slid
1: over his chest down to his navel. A sleek torso, that's not very 70s. That's also not very Star Trek. Those guys have big mean, chests.
0: I'm, I'm listening, though. You can keep going.
1: Tiny shivers accompanied the soft nips at his abdomen. Oh, God. Warm oil was dribbled over lower areas. Then a massaging finger made him glisten. Yeah, I, I was just joking about going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I like the fact that the article is probably like three times longer than this fanfiction. Yeah, I mean, we're approaching the
0: end-ish
1: all right go for it
0: all right additionally as tansy rayner roberts writes in an excellent essay on the piece a cartoon underneath the final page of the story shows bones saying to kirk impossible no jim i warned you about messing with aliens especially vulcans the look on kirk's face and the cartoon implies he has just been told about the existence of slash fiction oh sweetie so she she puts two cartoons a top and bottom yeah Interesting, a top and a bottom. Oh, my God, yes. story was greeted with a firestorm of controversy and sparked years of debate within Star Trek fan circles, but it also set a precedent. Kirk and Spock was out in the open, and it would go on to become the granddaddy of Slash, hmm. soon generating its own dedicated zines, art, and merchandise, and becoming such a standard in the world of male-male subtext found in media that even your most fandom-averse friends have probably heard of it. I spent a lot of time shaking my fist at younger Mary Sue writers who referred to the pairing as Spurk. Spurk heathens respect your elders that being said with all respect to diane marchant a fragment out of time is very much proto-slash when compared to the stories available to us today on sites like archive of Rome and tumblr and before that on usenet groups mailing lists online archives the dreaded fanfiction.net live journal and Dreamwidth. today there's everything from the most explicitly hardcore stories exploring every possible romantic permutation to sweeping works of epic literature featuring popular characters as queer and stories that can run into novel-length works Queer relationships and romance are increasingly part of mainstream publishing as well, and no few authors got their start in fan fictions. Hmm. Reading Marchin's story now feels profoundly meta. It has become indeed a fragment out of time. It couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier that the story came to be and that we have moved into an era less than fifty years later where reading characters as queer is no longer an idea that is considered atypical, and in many cases has entered the zeitgeist. You can more than, you can read more about a history of fragment of time at uh, one of the websites that they link, and that's the end. So what do we think? How do we? I can't stop thinking about this Mary Sue article. That can't stop thinking about the first published Kirk Spock slash fiction. So what do we think? Interesting. It's kind of like the. Uh, it's kind of like the snowball that
1: started the avalanche. Like I'm just looking yeah. at it and I'm thinking this is the genesis. This is like the big bang that I'm looking at. Yeah. It's like without this, does I mean honestly, eventually it was going to happen right that someone's Absolutely. gonna publish it if yeah, it's an sure. r-rated zine something's yeah. gonna be published but you know looking at it just real quick you know they say fingers i don't see digits so yeah. a lot of the things that we recognize as strong tropes today they're not here there's no whilst there's mm-hmm. no um you know Incredulously. there's no there's no incredulouslys, there's no inventive euphemisms it's very straightforward. It's a very earnest attempt, and uh, you know, it's just—it's just wild. I feel like humbled. I feel like I'm looking at the Declaration of Independence <laughs> for this and time, I just want to
0: steal it. Yeah. Oh my god! There's probably a treasure map on, map on the back to like just a dungeon of physical manifestation of these characters just banging. <laughs> and you know, I don't want to be a part of it, but I think the world should know about it at least.
1: Let's get some lemon juice and, and a hairdryer and figure
0: it out. See, I, I love the reference, by the way. I love the idea of this being, like, the first because it makes me think, like, what – you know, if fan fiction had started in the, in the you know, 1830s, what would have been the, the pairing to, like, set it off? Would it have been – this is in 1830s, so it's, like, say, 1870s. Would it have been, like, Tom and Huckleberry Finn? Like, Tom <laughs> and Huckleberry Finn? Like, what would have been that pairing? And oh, I guess because you said, like, it had to happen eventually. Right. And just looking at this from, you know, like, a critical standpoint – I would have to say that the development of fan fiction would almost have to come at a crossroads, at least like popular as fan fiction. Sherlock Holmes. You could say other literary popular figures, which is fine. So I would say something to do with popular culture. I would say literacy, and then access to writing materials and access to that, and then also platform. Mm, and platform so, is the big one. Yeah. So obviously we're limited. We're we're pretty limited when I when I give those those constraints to it. And I guess that's why the first quote unquote fan fiction started in the 30s with the pulp magazines. But even then we've talked about why those aren't even really fan fictions,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but I, I, you know, it's almost like it had to happen in the seventies because the literacy was there. The pop culture was there, especially, I I feel like a lot of fan fiction. And we've, again, we talked about this too. A lot of fan fiction is made. I don't want to say in desperation, but out of a love for a story that you don't have enough of. And you know, to be so interested in a story, you kind of have to have a lot of leisure time too. So maybe right. we could tack the fifth one to the list, which is like leisure. Yeah, because you know, and during the Industrial Revolution, you might be reading Charles Dickens, but that's for the hour a night you're not working in a factory getting black <laughs> lung. Or you know, that's for the, the learned folk down at the university. Yeah, and they're all, they're the ones writing the novels, anyways.
1: Yeah, they're engaging in it academically. Exactly. Yeah, I think the, I think that the le- the leisure portion of it has a, has a big part to do with it. Um, yeah. And you think about, I mean, this like Star Trek was the first, not the first, but, you know, it springs to mind is as, as one of the strongest fandoms that at first like it kind of ignited a fanaticism yeah, in the source absolutely. material. Because um, even in like books, so we talk about like Dune and we talk about Lord of the Rings that had huge followers or the Bible that had you know, huge followers, lots of readers. Um, they, they were they were like books. So people didn't feel like they needed to embellish on them. They were they were waiting for more. Whereas exactly. for television, it was so – it was a lot, but it wasn't enough. Like you couldn't really immerse yourself in the world, so you went ahead and wrote it for yourself.
0: Yeah, and I also think there's a big difference in culture of American TV as opposed to at least, let's say, like England or places in Europe where we are way more likely to drag something on as okay. opposed to keeping a story sure. contained. You sure. know? Oh, I'll put another crossword in there for you. Just the access,
1: you know, to television. The fact that televisions yeah. were in everyone's home and the fact that television was a, a shared experience. Like a book might come out, but everyone's not reading at the same time. Everyone's watching mm-hmm. the same new episode on Thursday night, you know, of Star Trek.
0: Yeah, especially in the 60s and 70s when there were five channels. And, right. And, you know, you, were, you all were watching the same thing. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of the early days
1: of that, and we've almost passed out of that. So it seems like if exactly. fan fiction was ever going to exist,
0: it was going to have to start at this time. Yeah. There's definitely... There had to be a stew of things that all had to be thrown into the same pot—a
1: perfect storm to
0: create the dark reality we live in now. To create Spurk, <laughs> so that was that was opening topic. I think we got some good stuff out of that. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Man, look at that—we yeah. we we just created, you know, the list of of cultural what would the word be? Cultural dis- descriptors, cultural. Components that are necessary to create fanfiction, I think we're I think we're making a lot yeah, around here. Yeah,
1: we, we set the microclimate that you need in order to culture exactly fanfiction. If you've got if you're you know some sort of evil scientist and you have a a small <laughs> colony <laughs> yeah. of sea monkeys that you're trying to be you know turn into a real society, if you want fanfiction to exist in their society, go ahead and, and just add those components, sprinkle those in,
0: and don't forget to include chemical X. Chemical X. All right, Professor Utonium, You said we got two opening topics. Well, we could we could do the second. We can either we can talk about it now, and we could sell a false promise for the future, which may or may not be a week from now, from when people listen to this, or it could be. Yeah, yeah let's a month. leave some. Let's leave some breadcrumbs. Let's leave some breadcrumbs. Some teases for next breadcrumbs. Teases. Okay, so I would say I will challenge you because I I I'm going to give myself a little bit of time because we were talking before we started recording. I just impulse bought a bunch of graphic novels cuz a I'm bored and b I like comic books. So, I just impulse bought a lot of graphic novels. <laughs> and I know Ryan, you you like Libby and you like DC Universe and you like your Comicsology apps. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I challenge us obviously this would have been the second opening topic but it will be our first opening topic in episode 49. I challenge us to each come up with do you want to do top 5 or top 10 graphic novels slash trade t- trade paperbacks. i would probably say top five top i'll five. make it harder okay. for you that is going to be difficult for me so here's a question do we do we do top five favorite or do we do top five that we think people should read because it's hmm. different hmm. you know like i i have favorite graphic novels that i know people aren't going to want to read <laughs> um because hmm. let's okay. maybe we should throw a poll out there yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Do, do, and we, I mean, we could split it up, too. We could say you do favorite and I do people should read, or you do people should read and I do favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or we could do both. We could do top five favorite and top five ones we think people should read.
1: Right, or we're just screaming into the void and no
0: one's listening, so it doesn't matter. That one's likely. Let's do that one instead. All right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll do We'll do top ten. Are we allowed to include Omnibuy? I feel like that's cheating. Okay, so I can't say the Jack Kirby fourth-word Omnibus?
1: Yeah. Did you ever finish that?
0: No, no. I haven't even started. I, I told myself <laughs> I'd read it now.
1: <laughs> you should read the Omnibus for Spider-Man, Fourth World, Batman, Superman.
0: Yeah, no. Nah, yeah, exactly. You. I mean, the, the people who are in the Omnibus game are very, very dedicated. Nothing but mad respect for them. Because there are people who exclusively read Omnibuy.
1: Oh, my God. I feel like that's those are completionists. I feel like if I ever they really are. seriously committed, I, I would – as I spoke earlier about my need to get to the – the, the genesis of I'm gonna do a pro gamer move meme. I would yeah. probably be like, I can't miss anything. I
0: might as well I'm gonna read them all eventually. I might as well just just crank through it. Yeah, there's there's this one guy I follow on YouTube. He uh, his YouTube channel's Gem Mint Collectibles. He's a pretty cool guy, pretty easygoing guy. But he's he's really big into statues. And I just know I won't get into statues for many reasons. The main ones being I could definitely sink some money and waste some time. Also mm. I I'm I'm at that point where I have enough stuff and the only things I want to display that aren't books I already have, you know what I mean? Like I'm not in the 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 displaying game like I used yeah. to be. Yeah, no. And this guy, I mean, he's spending five grand on a statue, easy, and then he's doing a review on it. But he has a YouTube channel and he can he can burn money like that. Right. Five. I'm grand. a graduate student. I can't. This do
1: sucks. <laughs> this is a terrible statue. It's the worst statue. No one's it, talking about it.
0: Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna sell it. I'll probably only get three for it. You know. It's just okay, dude. But he's in the Omnibus game, and so his background is his just literally room of Omnibuy. And it's cool. You want to run in there and just crack it open into any of them. But at the same time, you're like, dude, you haven't read all those. You're buying them faster than you can read them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll never get to those. But he, he said they're his retirement plan. That's what he's going to do when he's retired. Jeez. Jeez. But you're not going to have the mental facilities to remember then, so why even have them?
1: <laughs> when his body is broken, before his mind betrays him, he yeah. will read all the
0: omnibus. It's his lot in life. He can't pass until he's done so, so he will live forever. Okay, so no no full collections. But That's fine. We'll do that. I'm going to try not to be too normie with my answers, because I, I mean, you know, are you guys going to be surprised when I put Watchmen on both lists? And I really, <laughs> like, do I, but my thing is, like, is, it's redundant. Do I even put it on the list? Can we, can we say top fives? Minus Watchmen, just so I don't I don't do that.
1: Yeah, we'll 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 have a Watchmen as like I don't want to say like an honorary mention, but
0: like a a reserve. Like, okay, this can is we your one. Can we just say the the obvious choice? Sure. I mean, have have you heard Watchmen?
1: No, because you're talking about like being afraid of being a normie. Don't worry, I'm gonna have the most normie list ever. I'm gonna be like, okay. Uh, uh, you know, the Bugs Bunny one that my dad had. <laughs> the Archie uh, comics. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, A, you need to read Watchmen, and I'm more than willing to bring it to you next time I see you because, wow, it, it, I I read it for the first time in 2018. No, 2017. I read it for the first time in 2017. And, you know, it's one of those things where when you first get into a hobby or, like, a an interest, And you have that one thing that everybody compares everything else to. And me being a contrarian, I'm like, nothing can be that good. Shut up. Well, when I finally read Watchmen, I was like, it's that good. (laughs) Wow. It is genuinely that good. It's like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. There you go. Bohemian Rhapsody?
1: Never heard that before. Time for me to do a
0: live reaction. (laughs) (laughs) live reaction of it, yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll say no Alan Moore. And next week I'll just preface with... If you don't know anything about comic books, just buy anything by Alan Moore, and you'll probably like it. Gotcha. That'll be the preface. Okay, so that's going to be the opening topic next week. Time to get to the story. We're going back to our roots. Nothing pretentious and Shakespearean. Uh, no reviews. Sorry, Alita fans, but you know that that's not the heart and soul of who we are. And uh, I liked the three parter, but this is going to be a one parter. Back to the roots. What do you think? That sounds dandy to me. Good, you better be. You don't have a choice. So we are doing a Twilight fan fiction. Mm. Please tell me what Twilight is. Twilight is the soft, glowing light
1: uh, from the sky when the sun is below the horizon, caused by the refraction and scattering of the sun's rays from the atmosphere.
0: OMG, you are literally the worst. <laughs> um. Okay, Twilight. Twilight.
1: How long? Well... Twilight. Can, what can, can, I can I say? We,
0: can we pitch this like Stan Lee? Right.
1: A classic little girl. And she falls in love. But guess what? This fella's a vampire. Basically. Excelsior. Um, so, Excelsior. yeah. It's, um... It's basically just that. A love story between a girl. She lives in, in Washington or whatever. Yep, something like that. Forks. I know that's the town. That's the town. And she falls in love she's courted very creepily by a vampire named robert pattinson and he has his <laughs> we're crushing this so far he has his family of vampires um and yeah. there's this whole thing about how you know you know they shouldn't be together because he's a vampire but they're vampires that don't suck blood because they're cool but there's this like um vampire illuminati the volturi and they come around yeah. and they um you know, they're kind of trying to enforce their like, you know, you're not supposed to hang out with humans. They suck blood. It's like an old world, new world kind of deal. And then at the same time, in this same town, there's also a band of werewolves. And I kind of like the way werewolves are portrayed in this world kind of with like a, a tie to, 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 you know, Native Americans mm-hmm. um, and the, kind of that culture. Um, I think that's actually not that bad of an idea. Um, but no. she's, she also kind of is in love with Jacob. Um, the the werewolf, um, and they kind of go back and forth. Eventually, she ends up picking the the vampire, even though she should have picked the werewolf. And uh that's it. They live. They have a kid, and they live happily forever. And the 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 kid that they have falls in love with the
0: werewolf guy. Yeah, not not weird or gross at all. So the werewolf. That I think they call them shapeshifters during the the movie or during the book series. I'll be honest with you. The only thing I've seen was the first movie. I haven't read any of the books. I have have read the first two books. You've read the first two Twilight books. I read the
1: first book because there was a girl in middle school who liked them. And I was like, all right, I'll read the first one. And I didn't like it. But then I got the second one at the library for the AR points. Shout out AR, Accelerated Reader, if anyone knows. Those are uh, AR points right there. Mm -hmm. And I read it when I was sick. So I always associate New Moon, I guess. Is that the second one? I always associate New Moon with being sick. But I crushed that one, um, and I didn't mind it. I honestly thought New Moon was pretty good. Yeah.
0: So the thing is, I honestly feel like yeah, they're written for teenage girls, basically. But what I know about <laughs> it, the the story <laughs> and, me, bad, and me and me and me and for the story isn't that cancerous on on the surface. It's just it spiraled into this phenomenon of this this YA horror romance phenomenon. That Stephanie Meyer just kicked off and milked the benefits from, right. and you know, at, at that point it 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 became, I'm in love with a werewolf, I'm in love with a zombie, oh my god, the Loch Ness monster penetrated me, like it just turned into this really weird, just zombie monster spiral of YA loves, and that's fine, and then it, and then it immediately turned into dystopia because of Hunger Games. Oh but, yeah. And they remade The Giver. Oh my gosh,
1: we were on the yeah. roll back then. And uh, what, Maze what Runners and things Divergent.
0: Like that. Yeah, Maze Runner, Divergent. It just it just spiraled. But why it got big, and I think besides Harry Potter, Twilight's right up there with the things that that helped it. And the crazy thing is, I I just like Harry Potter, but more so because this was the romance thing. It was it was the thing pushing the wave was the parents, was the moms, the horny moms that weren't getting what they wanted at home, so they were reading about. <laughs> Being seventeen again and how life, how different their life could be if they, you know, got, uh, you know, anally penetrated by a vampire or something. Yeah, if know. they
1: if they hooked up with a vampire.
0: Yeah, if if instead of her staking him in the heart, he staked her in another spot. I don't want to finish that sentence. <laughs> yo. I, I was trying to be funny, but then it just felt really gross as I was saying it. And I was like, I don't need to finish the sentence. Everyone knows where I'm going with this, and everyone knows where he was going with it. I will say it also got a big blowback
1: from how what it did to the vampire image. I feel like if vampires, were, especially coming off like the mid-90s, you have an interview with a yeah. vampire. they were like this cool, like sexy, dangerous symbol. And they got a real bad rap after this. Um, Absolutely. I I think they've recently just started to recover from. So if you see a vampire, you know, give them a hug. They've been having a tough
0: time. I agree. And so uh, what's really crazy, too, is when I was a kid, my favorite book series – in that age range was a book series called Cirque du Freak*, which did get a movie. We don't talk about it, but that's okay. Josh Hutcherson was in it, but he didn't play the main characters, and nobody cared. And they tried adapting the first three books into one movie. Classic series and, of
1: unfortunate events move.
0: Yes, and I, I can tell you they are not that short. But when I was, a, you know, when I was reading those, everyone was making fun of me. They're like, who oh, are you reading vampires? Huh? You reading vampires? Just like Twilight? And of course, me. They're not the same. These don't. These don't sparkle. Uh, they burn like they. These are the vampires. If they're in the sun, they just catch on fire. Um. So that that was my my whole foray into this this creepy horror YA thing by not mm-hmm. actually doing that. But mm-hmm. so yeah, I've never read a Twilight book. I've only seen the movie. I remember watching it and going, "Oh, that was bad." And uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I never need to see that again. That's yeah, well, interesting. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's a a guy on YouTube. He, his name's the Cosmonaut Variety Hour, and he oh, does seen movie him. reviews. Yeah, yep. I like him; he's good. Yeah, and he did one on Twilight recently, and I re I watched it. At, you know, sort of anticipation of this, and I was like, oh yeah, it was just as bad as I remember. Got it, got it. And you know the 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 we had Robert Pattinson and what's her face who, Kristen who played Stewart. Kristen Stewart. She wasn't they, in they a just... comic book movie, so you've forgotten her name exactly. They just seemed so disinterested the entire time. It's like no one wanted to make that movie. They just were obligated to because it was big. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't know. It just, it wasn't good. I also remember because it was a middle school for me too. They had the whole Team Jacob, Team Edward thing. Oh yeah, I never understood it. You knew what, what was going to happen. You read yeah, the books. Yeah, Team Why Jacob, are you still Team Jacob. I mean, yeah, dude, that's totally dumb to be Team Jacob. <laughs> Shut up. Well, because my understanding is that in New Moon there is a very big question mark of who she's going to end up with.
1: Yeah, I mean cuz she's uh, cause Edward like takes off. He like yeah, ditches yeah. her and like bro, like how, like Jacob's there for you like like what what what? Like
0: a good dog is.
1: I mean, yeah, there's definitely overtones of loyalty.
0: Yeah. So what are the what are the Twilight movies? We got we got Twilight, we got New Moon, we got what Breaking Dawn part got, 1 and 2?
1: Yeah, got Breaking Dawn part 1 and 2. Um What else we got after that? 1 and 2 is the is the
0: end. So it's only three books, then? Is that what you're saying? Is there four books? Eclipse. We were forgetting Eclipse. Eclipse.
1: Eclipse is the third one.
0: Okay, so we have those four. We know what happens. It's tale as old as time. Song is old as rhyme. Then Stephanie Meyer is like, you know what? I can make more money off of this, and this whole thing's dead. But these girls are are young adults now, and they could still bang a vampire if they, you know, if they could, you know, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. now they're the old women. Old women, the moms. Now they're the old women who aren't getting what they want at home, so they're hoping they could be 17 again. And guess what? She releases. What does she release? Life and Death Twilight Reimagined. Do you know what oh, this
1: is? It's from Edward's point of view.
0: No. It no. is a gender swapped Twilight series. Wow. that So we have Bo Swan and Edith. E D Y T H E Colin. Instead of Bella and Edward. And. It is. I think everybody's flipped. All of their, their genders are swapped. And so, essentially, she just got published fanfic of her own work with she, a gender swap.
1: She wrote fanfic of her own property? That is correct. George R. R. Martin is, like, rolling in notes. his grave right
0: now. He has no idea what's going on. So, it was recently announced that August 4th, Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer would drop. Guess what that is?
1: midnight sun
0: yes. uh is it another way to switch up the characters it is twilight from edward's point of view which you thought the first uh, the, which you thought the other one was
1: okay that's what okay
0: yeah so life and death the cover is a green apple as opposed to the red apple midnight sun what do you think a yellow apple uh yeah probably a granny maybe smith. a fruit bowl
1: i'm gonna say a granny, granny smith
0: maybe a pear i think i think it's gonna be holding a pear half pomegranate just pomegranate seeds. Just chilling there. <laughs> oh, my God. I can yeah. do this. <laughs> but it's got the pomegranate juice like flowing down the side like blood. So you're like, okay, I kind of get it. It's like vaguely vampiric. Okay. So, yeah, so in it. anticipation of Midnight Sun, we are always ones to cash in on a trend. We also have to do a Hunger Games one soon because the prequel. But we are always ones to cash in on a trend. I have found a fanfic. That is Bella Swan and Edith Cullen. Wait, what? Oh so God! Oh, it's, it's Stephanie, Mar- the, uh, Stephanie, Stephanie, Stephanie Myers. I'm assuming fourth iteration where she does boy, boy, girl, girl. And so <laughs> this, this is, is girl, girl. This
1: is the uh, this is a speculative. They're getting out ahead of. The, this is smart. This is an enterprising fan fiction yeah. writer. They're getting ahead of the curve because I guarantee you, I I guarantee this is coming. This is coming, and I guarantee the gender swapped like version of the story already existed on fanfiction.net. Oh my god, for sure. If anything, that person who wrote that probably has a serious legal claim against
0: Stephanie Meyer. Wouldn't that be a trip? I'm right there with you. You know, with with comic book writers, they actually are not legally allowed to read ideas that other people give them on like Twitter and you know other forms of social media because if they use it, they can get sued. Hmm. yeah i mean yeah that makes
1: sense that's tough yeah yeah i wonder how they how they get around that because they don't
0: they just don't read them donny cates who's the the basically the big time writer at marvel right now he has been mean on twitter like stop sending me your spec scripts i will not read them i'm legally not allowed to so august 4th august 4th 2020 that is when that is when midnight sun drops so will you be at the bookstore midnight hoping for a sun getting the book
1: if if the bookstore is open i will You're say right now i will go i'll go to the midnight release if there is one does that mean that you will read life and death before you read midnight Sun? do i have to if they are taking place in alternate realities they're all i mean they're all the same story there's honestly no reason <laughs> to read them besides how, money how freaking like dope is this like stephanie meyer like like, good for you, man. Like, I'm not gonna... Oh, hustle, like, Stephanie. You Stephanie. You are exploiting the art form of writing to its fullest, but, like, if you can write the same thing three
0: times and get, like, money for it, do it. At the same time, that makes me question, are you that good of a writer? Like, did you have that good of an idea? Or are you that much of a one-trick pony? I'm prefacing this with... Be on your hustle, girl, because good for you. You are raking in millions telling the same story three times. And Nothing you don't care. mad respect. I'm not buying them, so I don't care. You don't care but, at
1: all what people think of you. You don't care that everyone
0: thinks you're a complete and total joke. Good for you. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. But I'm saying her other novels, besides all of the Twilight-related stuff, The Host and The Chemist. That's it. The Host, I thought, did get changed into a movie. They made a movie out of it, yeah. But that's just because it, it came out in 2008, right off the heels of Breaking Dawn. You mean to tell me if you're a greedy, grubby movie producer, you're not going to grab anything that she is willing to pump out and just turn it into a book? Absolutely. Or into a movie? Quick exactly. aside.
1: Quick aside before we, we hop to it, because I know we will. Yeah, yeah, I just learned this. Stephanie Meyer is a Mormon, and she considers Mormonism the greatest influence in her writing. There's no drinking, smoking, or explicit sex scenes, and even Edward and Bella remain abstinent until marriage. You really just brought up some question marks for me. Mormon themes including agency, mortality, temptation, and eternal life are prominent in her works. And she went to BYU. We really just blew this whole Twilight thing wide open. I know it's I know it's a best-kept secret because it's the second paragraph of her Wikipedia page, yeah. but holy cow. I'm I'm honestly pretty dumbfounded right now. Did we all just read like the longest Church of Latter Day Saints ad? Was it you did propaganda? Dude, you got God, bro. That's why I've always wanted to move
0: to Utah. Did they derf? Like in the book, did they derf? What does that mean? You mean what does that mean? Durfing. Durf. What is durf? It's like uh, what Mormons do. They they uh, they bang without banging the
1: <laughs> i've never heard that there's another Dude. one i
0: think it's called i think it's called wedding oh i'm trying to look it up mormon wet oh, now i have to use both hands to type this and i was only using one mormon hookup words let's see i don't even know if is there even a way i can find this information on the Durfing, Durfing. it's dry humping while making out which i think is just like one of the funniest ideas ever oh what my god I just want to okay we'll we'll
1: get off our Mormon horse you know you know cuz we're the number 1 funded Mormon podcast on on the internet but just, we'll get off our Mormon yeah. horse real quick um but she said that she likes the symbol of vampires because they represent eternal life they because they achieved the Mormon tenets of eternal life immortality, a perfected body, eternal parenthood and
0: eternal marriage. And don't oh my god, don't the don't the parents have like 6 kids? Yes. Oh my gosh, yeah, there's like 10. Oh my gosh. Oh, it's called soaking, not wedding. It's called soaking. But god. <laughs> it's called moistening. Wow. It's even more disturbing. Moistening. <laughs> it's called drenching in fluids. <laughs> wow. Interesting. So, basically Edward and Bella soaked confirmed.
1: That is crazy. That is why Bella never drank coffee in
0: the book. I don't even <laughs> Oh god, cuz the caffeine. I was like, I why? Even, why is she always so tired? She's, she's just so like that's why Christian Stewart acted like she was disinterested <laughs> and tired <laughs> Yo, on set the whole oh time. My god. She was falling asleep. She couldn't have coffee.
1: She was doing she was doing like method acting like next level mind games. And we didn't
0: even know it this whole time. Wow. This is a good movie now. Jesus, I got to watch it again. The fourth book of the Bible, you know how she was going to move to Jacksonville? Yes, I'm looking here, trying to see what the biggest like Mormon population in Florida is. Could it be funny if, like the only <laughs> city she knew in Florida was Jacksonville because the Mormons she had a connecting flight through Salt lake' the only <laughs> airport I've ever been to. Oh God, Jacksonville has three mormon temples i'm I'm Ooh. just saying it the only the only one that comes second is Orlando. So I, she could have picked Orlando. She could have picked Jacksonville. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. So the 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 fic is called Mirror Girl. It's on Archive of Our Own. It's written by S E T E P E N R E underscore set settem set setepenre set. I don't know how to pronounce that. You want to read, You want the summary? I'll give you the summary. Okay. People always think you need to be a cheerleader or the class president to be popular, but that's really not true. The thing people really seem to like most, I've found, is a sort of deliberate blankness. You stay quiet, let people talk about what they like, maybe ask a few leading questions, make sure to mirror their facial expressions. Well, all they see is themselves. They sort of project themselves onto you. It's easier that way. Easier than trying to be a person. Wow, that was
1: insightful and very dark.
0: Okay, so you heard that. This is the epigraph. This is what we're starting the whole piece with. Mm -hmm. Vampires, they say, are the only creatures that, when they look into a mirror, do not see their own reflection. Uh Ah. So a little brainy, a little big brain here. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what's going on here. Okay, starting the fic, you ready? When I was a kid, I was fascinated by mirrors. Not in a vain way. I used to think my reflection was another person. Not me, but someone else. Another little girl trapped in the mirror. It must be terrible, I thought, to be the mirror girl, to exist only as the reflection of someone else. I always figured that must be why she looks so sad. So that's like a little beginner, beginner piece. How many intros? This is like a movie where there's a it, ten production God. company. Dude, it, Jesus yeah, Christ! It's, it's, it's Jesus Christ of Latter Day Latter Day Saints. Oh, Latter Day Saints. Come on. When the Collins came to Forks, it was a newsworthy event. Forks, Washington, isn't really a place where much happens. Oh, there were occasional things. Last summer, an old woman had died in a fire, and there had also been a rather nasty car accident. The man driving had actually been decapitated, very gruesome. And another man had disappeared, but everyone agreed that he had gone out hunting and must have gotten lost or injured and had died out there. Sad, but not really things to hold your interest. Charlie, my father, he's a, the police chief, was interested in those kinds of things, but I never really cared so much for police work. Also, terrible dad throughout the entire movie. Just just awful.
1: Yeah, well, especially. distracted...
0: Yeah, sure. Especially in a town like Forks. He's always had... down to the temple. Oh, yeah, he's going to the temple every day. He's got other stuff to worry about. It had been a newsworthy event when I moved to Forks three years ago. The daughter of the chief's flighty ex-wife come home at last. Maybe that was why the whole place had sort of taken to me. People always think that you need to be a cheerleader or the class president to be popular, but that's really not true. The thing they really seem to like most, I found, is a sort of deliberate blankness. We've, we've, we've said this part, so I'll skip. With only the smallest amount of effort, I had made Forks High School my own private kingdom, or queendom, as the case may be. I dressed simply, didn't involve myself in extracurricular activities, spoke very little, and yet people just fell all over themselves to help me, to walk me to classes, sit with me at lunch, ask me to dances, invite me to parties. Quite frankly, that one Asian dude is so thirsty throughout the entire movie, and there's literally no reason for it. There's nothing about Bella. And that entire movie that would make anybody be remotely interested in her, besides the fact that she hangs out with the weird, weird inbred vampires. Wait, what Asian guy are you talking about? Isn't there like that one Asian dude that's like hidden on her throughout the entire movie? I mean, are you talking about Rami Malek? No, he's not in Twilight, is he? He, he is in Twilight.
1: You are lying to me. I yeah, he's in it. Who does he play? benjamin i don't remember who that is Who's it might benjamin? be one it might be one of the siblings yeah he he plays one of the siblings i'm sorry
0: okay okay i'm okay i'm I'm looking right now to find out just who i'm talking about because there was that one dude that just kept following her around here you're, but you're like bro she's definitely not interested in you it's not taylor lautner it's not um suzy crabgrass justin sean As Eric Yorkie, another one of Bella's classmates who buys for her attention. Okay. My point is there are multiple people who are like, yo, she's pretty cool. We should hang out with her. And like, why? There's nothing interesting about her.
1: This is almost like retconning
0: why she's so well-liked. Because, and and in a very cynic way, which I like Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. But none of it seemed to matter very much. Nothing ever really seemed to matter very much. And then the Collins came to town. She came to town. Edith Cullen was the antithesis of everything I'd always thought I liked. She was odd, she had strange, almost old-fashioned way of talking, was always just a half second too late in understanding pop culture, and she didn't really dress right. It was like she'd studied teenage fashion out of a magazine without ever looking at what people wore in the real world. She had different colored contacts, and she wore on different days. Well, she said they weren't contacts, but obviously they had to be, and she wore way too much body glitter. There was a strange intensity about her. She looked at things too closely, listened too carefully, cared too much. I'm calling her right now, she's bisexual. Homeschooled, maybe. Honestly, I suspected that their family was some sort of weird cult thing. She was the kind of person who people felt sorry for, but also a little unsettled by. The kind of person it's hard to look at due to second-hand embarrassment. But, would you like to be partners, perhaps? Edith asked, her voice quiet, almost musical. I looked up to see her smiling at me crookedly, and for some reason, the sight of it just sort of... I took a sharp breath for no apparent reason. Or possibly you already have a partner. The smile faded, and suddenly, I was able to breathe again. No, I said too quickly. No, I don't have another partner. She touched my hand. Later, when we changed places at the microscope, hers was cold, almost icy. And when our fingers brushed, it was as if an electric current passed through us. It's cold because she's a vampire. Is it cold because she's a vampire? What? Have you ever seen that movie uh, Vampire Sucks? No. It was like the scary movie for Twilight. It's one of those movies that's just so bad. But as an eighth grader, I was like, this is literally the funniest movie ever. So, I saw it in theaters. That I was, was probably fun. picketing outside with the, my probably. Twilight fan. <laughs> you were upset, yeah. Team Jacob. I was like this is not cool. This is essentially bullying. It wasn't only because you liked the story, but it was because that girl was there too and you're like I could impress her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could yeah impress yeah. her by being here.
1: I mean, she she wasn't there that day, and I don't know if she was aware of the picketing, but like yeah, that's why. She would have there. been there. She Yeah, been yeah, there.
0: for sure, for sure. I was just there in case. Yeah, yeah. Bella Swan, I told myself sternly that night looking into my bedroom mirror, you are not a lesbian. <laughs> I'd had crushes, for heaven's sake, on boys. And this didn't feel anything like those. I couldn't be gay. Edith Cullen was just odd, that was all. That was why I found myself staring at her random times. It wasn't that I was into her or anything. In the glass mirror, the girl... In the glass, the mirror girl looked out with dark, sad eyes. You're unhappy, Edith said, looking at me, her gaze unwavering. Penetrating. Her eyes were dark gold today. "'a tawny color that reminded me of lions and sunlight. "'I shrugged, noncommittally. "'This, I thought, would be where she started to tell me "'about why she was actually unhappy. "'She tilted her head, still staring at me, "'and stayed silent for a long, strangely charged moment. "'Waiting for my answer, I realized, "'Did she? Did she really want to hear about me? "'You are unhappy,' she said again, voice low, eyes still on mine. "'Isn't everyone?' I said, and tried to laugh. "'Tried not to notice my heart beating too hard. "'Why do you do that?' she asked. "'Do what?' You never answer things, she said. Not real answers. It's almost like you're hiding. What do you want to hide? Her gaze was piercing. I felt as if she could see everything, everything about me. I'm not hiding, I lied. She gave me a deeply unconvinced look. I'm not hiding, I said again, looking away from her. I—there's nothing about me to hide. Don't you know who you are, Bella? she asked, voice gentle. No, I whispered. No, I don't. Mirror Girl, Mirror Girl. I'd been just a reflection for so long that I didn't know anymore. Didn't. I looked up at her again, and her eyes caught mine, held mine, still and entranced in her gaze. Do you know who I am? I asked. Seen, I'd never felt seen like that. She reached out very carefully and brushed her cold fingers across my cheek. I would very much like to, she said. So, she has
1: moves, bro.
0: A, she has moves. B, I've said it before. Don't hate me in the chat. She's putting off big bisexual energy and 3 she is like the manic vampiric dream girl right now like that's that's the <laughs> vibe she's like throwing off
1: i well okay i'll i will see your evocation of the manic pixie dream girl and i will raise you that i actually really like this um because she's like you know she seems like she's kind of conquered all these hicks in town and she has them all figured mm-hmm. out like she's so much better than them and she's become so cynical but the only thing that can really beat a cynic is someone who is completely honest and acts yeah. earnestly um which you know i i like that i like that message you know she's you know she's surprised when she wants to hear about her um you're able to call out the games like why do you always do that like i'm not playing mm-hmm. into it like everyone else like uh, there's i have no i'm not beholden to any social hierarchy i'm new here i'm i'm, I'm a vampire so i really yeah. doesn't uh, i really don't jive with that kind of stuff she can see through this, like, thin veneer of, like, aloofness and cynicism, which I think is, like, really popular, especially among, like, young people in high school. Young people! So, I like that. I don't know. I
0: like that. I like that mm-hmm.
1: that, that story.
0: So, here's my question. In Twilight, the first, like, scene when they're in, like, the, the science class or whatever, and he looks like he's going to vomit. Oh, uh, yep. it's because he, he's smelling her, and she her smells scent. good, yep. her scent, yeah.
1: She went to the Bath and Body Works.
0: Yeah, and then he gets upset because he can't read her mind, right? Right,
1: right, right. Is can't, this
0: implying yeah. that she can read her mind? Or maybe she just, like, knows people so well that even though, like, their physical traits, she's like, oh, I know what's, what you're about. I think she's just in tune. Okay, okay. Very in tune. Sounds like a manic, vampiric dream girl. Just throwing that out there. Jess, I said, do you think I'm observant? "'Jess is Anna Kendrick.' "'She blinked at me, then laughed. "'Bella, you didn't even notice a van about to hit you,' she said. "'I laughed, too, but it was automatic. "'If I was so unobservant, then why was I the only one who noticed "'all the really inexplicable things about Edith? "'Big things, like the way she'd been standing four cars down "'from me in the parking lot when the van started to slide, "'and yet had somehow managed to get to me in time. "'And little things, too. "'The glitter she wore, really thick and bright glitter. "'They didn't sell anything like that in any of the stores in town. "'I'd looked. She was a stripper on the side.' There was nothing with that icy <laughs> sheen to it. Did she make it herself? Order it special? Why would that matter, Bella? Get a grip. But I think I might not be a very nice person, I blurted out. Edith looked over at me, faint surprise in her face. We were sitting out in a sunlight field near the woods, and her skin was sparkling again. It should have looked vulgar, gauche, twee, but she just looked beautiful to me, and I could not look away. Bars. Bars. Gauche. Oof. <laughs> What makes you think that? She asked. I made a face,
1: flushing. freaking <laughs> bars, bro. This bars. Is, this, this thing, this fanfic has bars.
0: I made a face, flushing. I, the things I think sometimes, I said. Not just sometimes, a lot. They aren't, they aren't very nice. Like what? Oh, things like, like Jess is supposed to be my friend, but I'll find myself thinking that she really only spends time with me because I'm popular, or that she wants to, to spread stories about me. She called me the other day to ask permission to invite Mike to the spring dance, and it's not like I wanted to go. Wanted Mike to go with me, but I was glad that she felt like she had to ask my permission, and I'll catch myself thinking about the people around me are stupid, that I'm somehow better than them. It's awful. I'm awful, I said miserably. You're not awful, Edith said. I shook my head unhappily. I have a rather bad temper myself, she said. I understand about feeling as though you're some sort of monster for the things you think you think or feel. I groaned. Obviously, she was just trying to make me feel better. Look at it this way, she said briskly. It's not as if you've killed someone, is it? I laughed, unsurprised. I think maybe you have low standards for what constitutes a good person, I said. No, I haven't killed anyone. Why, have you? I added teasingly. She smiled at me, but there was something odd about her smile. I could, you know. I have to be careful. I laughed again. Of course, she had to be joking. It was a weird edith E joke. I don't suppose there are a lot of people murdered in Forks, she said, raising her arms above her head and stretching languorously. She rolled her Ooh. shoulders. I swallowed hard and looked away. Okay, first off, she putting on some big manic vampiric dream girl energy right now. Uh, I just want to ask a question: Why are they just randomly laying in the middle of the field? This is not shit that happens in real life. This is why a movie adaptation shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is a, a not a realistic situation. Well, Forks is you can't really. There's probably like no movie theater. You can't go there, so people just hang out in the fields. There's probably the like fields. another group of kids like just off their left you know now i'm thinking about it so so edith is listening to this high school drama which is crazy isn't high school drama crazy
0: high Um, school drama do be the most important thing ever
1: right and um so kind of listening and just you know remarking it could be worse and that's because she's old like she's 100 years old or whatever more mature but then if you think about it how freaking creepy is that like she's like an older woman being like Oh, oh my gosh, high school drama. That's crazy, right? Uh So your parents I mean, gone this weekend or what? Yeah, it's it's creepy when it happens in Twilight too. <laughs> I just thought of that. I'm like the reason she's yeah. attracted to to Edith because she actually has an older soul and wants someone more
0: emotionally mature, but also like that's kind of creepy. So here's my question. Uh Edward died when he was what, 17, right? For the the Spanish flu? Right. You think he was a virgin when he died with with that bone structure no, absolutely not <laughs> what, what what does the bone structure have to do with virginity? because he was a good-looking dude. Oh, that's a good point. I could see that, but well, what if he was mormon then yes he was
1: he was extremely, extremely abstinent, nerd <laughs> he died without ever having a delicious red bull red bull. The drink that gives your
0: podcast gives you wings. wings. I mean, what kind of guy is like a virgin at seventeen? That's so weird. Who would be like that? Like, I know. Losers. Dude. I know, bro. Dude, losers. What do like, you like?
1: Practicing the trumpet? Like, <laughs> yeah. What are you? Bro. What are you like?
0: A, an actor or something? And like, you have low self-esteem and think girls don't like your personality, so you like push them away. What, dude? What's wrong with you? <laughs> dude, just like for example, like that's crazy. Yeah. Now that would be a really weird hypothetical situation. Um. But, <laughs> crazy. I don't suppose there are a lot of people murdered in forks, she said, raising her arms above her head and stretching languorously. She rolled her shoulders. I swallowed hard and looked away and bit my lower lip. That's just a that's just a Christian Stewart thing that I imagined is not in there. No, not really, I said. Why? Oh, I don't know, she said. I just, it seems like the town had a lot of unfortunate accidents this past summer. Makes you wonder if they really were all accidents, doesn't it? Unfortunate accidents? I frowned. Hmm, she said, like Miss Lethbridge. Miss Lethbridge, I asked? The old lady who died in the fire? It didn't strike you as somehow not right? Oh, they burned the, the vamps to kill them, right? Ooh. They have to he actually take
1: that to rip their heads off, yeah.
0: Yeah. And the car accident where the man got decapitated, take their head off? Whoa! And the hunter who disappeared? Seems like too many accidents to me, don't you think? I, I don't know, I said slowly. I guess I've never really thought about it before. Why didn't your father think, or what did your father think, she asked, eyes on mine. Did he think any of the deaths were suspicious? I'm not really sure, I said. We don't really talk about his work much. And you're very oddly interested in these deaths, (laughs) says Alex. I was about to say, Edith is showing her hand a bit too much. Do you guys have any lead suspects, like me, perhaps? Anything weird go on in this town? Like, people turning into werewolves or anything? Also, I'm a hundred years old. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, she said, looking disappointed. I was hoping maybe you and I could. She trailed off and I laughed. Are we going to play Daphne and Velma? I asked. I have seen a version of Scooby-Doo that was on a website I shouldn't have been on at that age, and Daphne and Velma do exactly what I think these two are going to do. <laughs> she looked sidelong at me, a frown between her eyebrows. After a moment, her face cleared. Ah, I like to think that
1: that was what you were querying, and that's so—it's so like pure,
0: but it's like just so <laughs> on brand. <laughs> Absolutely. Ah, she said, Scooby-Doo. Yeah, only we don't have a dog, I said. She smiled a bit wickedly. We could ask your good friend Jacob, she said. I hit her playfully on the arm. Hey now, I said. Jacob is very good looking. Her eyes flashed. Yes, I suppose he is, she said, tone cold. You don't like Jacob, do you, I said. No, I don't, she said easily. And And he doesn't like me. She smiled at me again, raised her eyebrows. So, are we going to play Daphne and Velma then? Her smile was dazzling. Yeah, I said, smiling back at her, feeling butterflies in my stomach. Why not? It was easy enough to copy the files from Charlie's office. I just walked right in one day while he was gone, told the receptionist that I was going to wait for him, and when she left me, I copied the files. That's illegal. Edith Okay, this is funny. Edith, I told you has the weird spelling, but for some reason they spelled it E-D-I-T-H. Just like randomly. I don't know. Just consistency thing. Edith and I poured over them together, which was less easy. I don't much care for blood. We even snuck out one night together to look at Miss Lethbridge's burnt-out house. It was, I always thought that maybe if I spent enough time around Edith, I'd sort of get her out of my system. Oh, she wanted her in her system. But it didn't work like that at all. The more I was around her, the more I wanted, and wanted, and wanted, and wanted. We were sitting together, as always, in the science classroom. The teacher turned off the lights, a video played. Edith was sitting so close to me, less than an inch away, that was, that was weird, wasn't it? "'What if someone else noticed?' "'Why couldn't I make myself move away?' "'I wanted to reach out to her, to touch her. "'The impulse to stroke her skin was almost overwhelming. "'What was wrong with me? God, I was losing my mind.' "'I couldn't stop myself from looking over at her, "'and a jolt went through me as I realized she was looking at me. "'She smiled, her eyes dancing in the reflected light of the television, "'her lips curving, and I... "'and then parentheses, wanted to kiss her. "'Wanted to kiss her, wanted to touch her. "'Oh God, I wanted it so much.' Wanted to run my fingers through her hair and hold her in my arms. Wanted to hold her hand, and I couldn't. I couldn't. Casually, she leaned just that slightest bit towards me so that our arms were pressed together, and the sensation of it whited out my mind. I have no memory of that video that we were supposed to be watching. All I remember is Edith. When mm-hmm. the teacher flipped the lights back on, Edith moved away, and slowly my thoughts began to gain a little coherency. About three things, I was absolutely positive. First, I was definitely a lesbian. Second, <laughs> that <laughs> That Edith, I mean, you could be bisexual, you could be pansexual, you don't even limit yourself like it. You? Second, that Edith was literally the most beautiful and fascinating girl on the entire planet, manic, manic, vampiric dream girl. And third, I was unconditionally and irrevocably in love with her. Mm. Oh, no. Classic. That's in the book. I think it's in the movie, too. Is it? Yeah, that's like an over, it's like the, the voiceover. It's like there are three mm. things I know about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's definitely a lesbian,
1: yeah. <laughs> That was actually in the movie as well, which I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't really get that.
0: Okay, so here's a question that is only a question I think I could ask and only a question I think could be discussed on this show.
1: Really quickly, though, I I appreciate how you have, like, these questions. I feel like I'm reading, like, in a textbook, like an English textbook, and they're like, pause and consider this question
0: here. (laughs) Consider the following. Yeah, you're the consider the following guy, and I love it. Go ahead. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Do vampires... Do they, does their hair grow? Because they're dead.
1: I've never seen one get a haircut. I assume... I assume... Well, how could they? You They couldn't look in the mirror.
0: It's true. They, they could never check. That's true. They would They would literally never know what they look like. That's my point. So do they get haircuts? Does their hair grow? They're dead. Do their nails then, grow? Their it grow? It
1: must not. None of that must happen. Because how else would they look perfectly manicured?
0: And yeah. yet
1: they don't... Uh, I mean, Nosferatu saw
0: that. Just shave it off. Just buzz it. Just have long fingernails to to strike with. The only reason I thought that it's not what you think. I for some reason, with, <laughs> when she said her arm was up against her, I was like, oh. I, first, my thought was, I wonder how much body hair she has if she's like you know some lezy vampire. And then I was like, oh my god. I was like, I wonder if she has like a full bush from like the early nineteen hundreds, <laughs> like back when that was in style. Oh my god. And then the yep. question is, like, if you're a vampire, to shave or not to shave? Because it's never going back. And what's the point? Who are you there to impress?
1: If you can't impress exactly. yourself in the
0: mirror, who are you, can you come on. Exactly. But then, you got, you know, you got to be pretty careful about your hair. With, you know, the hair on the top of your head. <laughs> yeah, you got to have that sick widow's peak. Otherwise, what? Do you, you're not a vampire. Exactly. Interesting. Sorry. Just wanted to ask. Just wanted to ask. Okay. Things, of course, were even worse than I was thinking. Was that the only reason you wanted to spend time with me then? I demanded, furious, tears in my eyes. Because you knew my dad was a police chief and you wanted me to help you? Because Miss Le- Lethbridge and-, and the other two, they were they were vampires like you? You have to understand, Edith said, voice rising. Someone was killing us here, and we had to know who. Had to find out. You used me! We were dying, Edith bared her teeth. Too sharp, gleaming in the light. I had to know. You never cared about me at all, Edith growled, eyes flashing. That's not true. I. It started like that, but... And you did something to me, didn't you? I said viciously. Something to make me... To make me want what are you talking about, Edith started to snarl, but she never finished the sentence because I shoved her against the wall and kissed her. I'd wanted to for so long, wanted to so badly, had ached for this moment, and now everything was going wrong, and it wasn't real, but God, I was at least going to have this this I said, tearing my mouth away from hers. you made me want this, Edith's eyes spelled Edith incorrectly again, almost shocked, I wanted desperately, so desperately to kiss her again, but I made myself step away from her instead. I went to turn, intending to leave. That's some good
1: old classic Mormon self-control.
0: It really is, because they were about to be soaking. That was going to be a soaking (laughs) scissor in a second. I want to turn, intending to leave, to walk away, and then in a split second, Edith had grabbed my wrist and rolled me around and pinned me against the wall. She could have slammed me against the wall, could have hurt me, but she just held me there, like that. Johnson is holding back the strength of her, and I felt my heartbeat fluttering in my throat. I never made you want anything, she said, voice low and intense. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a shudder rippled through her body. She leaned her forehead against mine. Please, she said. Please, Bella, let me kiss you again. Yes, I whispered, and she did. So who is it? I asked later. Hmm, Edith asked absently, pressing kisses to my hair. Who is who? <laughs> what the, that's such a mood <laughs> change. Is who? <laughs> who is who? Who oh, is who? The person God. killing vampires, I said. So I assume that that break in time they were supposed to be soaking and scissoring, but this is a good Mormon show, so just to assume... <laughs>
1: this is the mormon ep- the Mormon episode
0: yeah the mo- the person killing vampires i said she pulled away to look at me in the face amusement in her expression you want to talk about that now she asked well excuse me if i'm a little concerned about the safety of my vampire girlfriend i said rolling my eyes don't you hate how like casually they get in these, yes. these relationships in yes these stories?
1: yes i absolutely hate how they like we're refer- all right i just you know i woke up this morning and now at the end of the day i've got a new girlfriend ah, i just yeah like, be a normal teenager and be terrified of labels. Come on. Don't be comfortable on your own skin. Jesus. That's not what I'm looking for. Jesus I mean, no, Christ of Latter-day funny. Saints.
0: Edith's eyes went wide. Oh, she said, that is, I, we assumed it was, someone who found out about our kind, a human, but we think now that it's actually another clan of vampires, who, Forks is a peaceful place, my clan is, we help vampires who want to live peacefully with humans. We help them to find places to settle, but other clans, they aren't always like that. We think the killings are revenge killings for betraying our kind. Um, I'm going to say just when you're writing, just read your stuff out loud. If it sounds like it works, keep it. But otherwise, you know, you can cut some words out. <laughs> <laughs> so much worse than just w- some human who thinks he's Van Helsing then, I said. She laughed. You understood that reference, I murmured. How old are you? I'm 17, Edith said, stroking my hair. I've been 17 since 1918.
1: Oh my god, dude. I feel like that's like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. (laughs) In Dazed and Confused. Oh, yeah. I'm 17. I've just been 17 for about
0: six years now. Hey, my favorite thing about high school girls is when I turn 120, they stay 17. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Wow, I said. She looked worried for a moment, so I kissed her. So, how can I help? I asked. My dad is the police chief. You need some more files stolen? Edith blinked at me. That sounds like two office workers who are, like, super horny but don't want to, like, outwardly admit it. So, like, do you want me to, like, get those files for you? <laughs> She's like, oh, my God, please open those briefs. Oh, my um, god, Using her files. Me. Exactly. You you want to help, she asked. Of course I want to help, I said. I, I think I would have wanted to help even before this if you'd asked me. I'm sorry, Edith said, for not asking. I, I didn't know you were – I didn't know you before. She looked unhappy now. I cupped her face in my hand. I know you didn't know me, I said. I I didn't know me either before I met you. I think I'd forgotten what it was like to be a person. And you helped me to remember. Let me help you now, Edith, please. Yes, she said. Later, after she went home, I went back up to my bedroom. And as I stepped inside, I caught slight of my ref- reflection in the mirror. She was smiling. Hmm. That's the end. Finn. That's the end. Yeah. Interesting. 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 Uh, Interesting. Published in 2017.
1: Published in 2017. So when did the gender... I guess it came out before this because they used the Edith character from the the, the book, whatever it's called, New Horizons. If
0: you give me me one second, I'll tell you when that that book came out. It came out in 2015, October 6th. 2015, October 6th. Of course, it's my, my favorite holiday of the year. So a year and a half after the gender swap came out, this girl decided Drop. she would do a this lesbian version. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so so consider the following: Twilight came out October fifth, two thousand five. Sure. Life and Death came out October sixth, twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. So almost almost ten years to date afterwards. I was just
1: reading an article. She announced it as like a celebration of the tenth anniversary interesting that's not how that works stephanie like you you don't (laughs) celebrate it by just writing a different version (laughs) you don't like celebrate the anniversary of books that came out like you wrote like a a while ago like you continue to write books you know what i mean like you're not like you're like eminem like oh like two years into my career here's
0: my best of i'm done (laughs) peace do you think maybe she's releasing midnight sun because she's just trying to hit a different age of like group of middle school girls every time oh yeah like honestly like real question yeah like
1: they did the gender bent one which is very trendy very trendy for 2015 yeah now we're getting them the man's point of view which is very very uh popular among um among the people who oppose me too so that's the crowd she's going for in this Mm -hmm. one the anti the anti-me tours um so we got to think ahead we got to think into the future what's going to be hot what we got to start writing the next version of twilight so what's going to be hot ai twilight
0: that's i mean that's good that's good i could i think we should workshop that i would say what's hot are the zoo files Mm. the furries are rising up my friend sorry donald furries are coming this is their day so i'm saying the perspective from jacob's point of view boom or she just writes an au where bella gets with jacob instead boom boom
1: Boom. oh nice that's a really Boom. good idea
0: and then she turns into a werewolf and they both live as wolves i don't see a single thing wrong at this point oh dude that's that
1: is actually not a, i think that might be the that is the next logical iteration right is an au
0: besides Twilight. the boy and boy and girl, and girl yeah if you're going to go somewhere with it we're going that way or it's just the whole entire story told by her dad's perspective well, then
1: she'll have to wait another ten years for her core audience to become parents, become apathetic <laughs> exactly, police <yeah>. officer
0: parents. <laughs> and They're like, man, my kid, my daughter hates me. And then the the girls that were reading it, like, yeah, my daughters hate me. We don't even bond over the Twilight thing.
1: <laughs> so really, this thing exists in every stage of your life. It's always there for you,
0: exactly. Just yeah. like the Book of Mormon is always Just there for you, like the good book. book. Of Mormon. Interesting. Well, uh, what, do, what do we think? Comments, criticisms, concerns. I liked it. I thought it was good for what it was. There was definitely some spelling errors in there. It it read a little wonky at times. Mm-hmm. That's good. A little rushed. Good, good, yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Like You've read said, the I, books. What do you think?
1: Um, uh, You know, like I said, I, I kind of, like you know, did the classic thing. It's the classic, like sweeping fan fiction where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, I kinda wanna hit on these points from the book, but I don't want to write the whole thing. So I'm just gonna do like the vignettes. Yep. Or I'll do like the 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 moments that aren't the peak action, like the falling action, the immediate fallout. Like I'm just gonna hit mm-hmm. those because i 'cause I'm gonna focus on the human moments. Um that's fine. You know, that's good that's good all good and well. Um I like I like how it's framed with the mirrors and the reflections and kinda how yeah, it, it's not I mean. you know it's not. I guess you could say it's really played on that. Also, the symbolism of she's a vampire, so she can't see her own reflection. So mm-hmm. that way, she's not so self-absorbed. She's more outward looking because she's
0: forced to be. Yeah. Um, I will say, it felt like she dropped the ball with the reflective. Uh, yeah, metaphor.
1: it it was just kind of brought back up at the end. Yeah. So, um, I really, I do think that, uh, I think that that motif should have carried through. It should have maybe existed in could each have been better, one of the yeah. vignettes. That really would have been, like, a nice... Um, yep. Like continuity. Continuity, you know, a single strain of gene, if yep. you will, running between all these stories that, uh, you know, at some points I would say kind of veered into the realm of kind of fluff. Mm-hmm. Um, really didn't do, do too much for me. But I think that that's a really strong idea there with the idea of mirrors and reflections and
0: playing on that. Yeah, The only thing I would say is you you complimented the fact that the, the Bellow was built up to be popular. Sort of felt like a self-insert by the author. Don't know the author, obviously, but sort of felt like a self-insert. And I'm always against stuff like that. Like, oh, you're actually really cool, Sonic. Like, <laughs> like you don't have a, a ball disease. You're actually really cool. Sorry, He's like, the really coolest.
1: He's the coolest and most fun, super awesome, smart boy in school.
0: And he will have sex with her. He will to be make true sex to her. girlfriend <laughs> Yeah, he will. He will make sex there. Okay. So anything else? I mean I I think it was a pretty solid fic. Like I said, I, I feel like we're back to our roots. I feel like this is there's nothing wrong with branching out, but you know, every now and then it, it's good. You gotta really, you gotta come back home with a classic yeah.
1: bloated meandering fanfiction review. You have no, to I'm come back about. to
0: Forks one of these days. And we did. We're here. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, I'm all about it. Interesting. All right, what are you stoked on, Ryan? What are you stoked on? Oh god,
1: what am I stoked on? Uh great question phenomenal question some may say a difficult question so this week i am stoked on the audiobook version of dune oh Uh, yes so i i have i have the copy of dune but while i was waiting for it to be mailed to me i found out that on audible the app this is not an audible sponsored podcast but on (laughs) audible the app i had like all these free credits for some reason so i'm probably i've probably been paying a membership fee for like 10 years i don't even know they probably tried but i had a few credits so one credit i snatched up dune you know it's just i i don't know i'm not into the audio book world so i don't know like i don't know like who the good authors are and, and, and whatever but uh the guy who's reading this one um simon vance apparently he's like a legend and, yeah, that uh, name actually sounds familiar. He is really good. Like, he is really, like, over the top, giving, giving really good um, giving good uh, character, distinct characters and voices. And there's also certain scenes of it that are acted out. Um, okay. So they have, like, voice actors come in instead of saying, like, Paul said, Lady Jessica said, Duncan said. They have, like, people mm. who, who speak, and it's just, like, he'll read it, like, stage directions. And it's almost like a podcast, like an audio, like a radio drama, I suppose, so the, And those are only on a few select chapters of, like, you know, really a lot of cross-talk. So that, those are really good. And I'm, and I'm kind of just listening to it. I, I want to start reading it, but I I yeah. can't stop listening to this guy's, like, just demure voice, um, Simon Vance. So that's what I'm stoked about. That's what I'm listening to a lot of Dune. Okay, so thoughts so far? Where are you at? Where where are we at in the story? Oh, I don't understand a single thing. Audiobooks, I can't follow along. There's something about oh, a, a
0: guy. I, everyone's really thirsty. Yeah, I just don't know what's going on. You are the worst. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so that didn't tell me anything about your thoughts on Dune. Uh, I'm I'm convinced that I've been I've been so s- wickedly stoked on it that I've just brought it to such a high peak that when people read it, they're gonna be like, "This is what you're excited about," and they're gonna feel so bad to like not let me down. They're just gonna act like they didn't read it, or they they're like, "Oh, what?" So that's like my biggest fear right now. Hey, I heard
1: you you were reading Dune, right? Did you finish it? Oh n- no, no, I I didn't. I I lost it. Yeah, I lost the book and. I didn't finish it.
0: No, I actually I didn't I didn't finish reading it. I actually started watching this this version of uh, Scooby Doo on a website I probably shouldn't have been on and then immediately I'm like, Oh I know that oh yeah, I know that version. Yeah, tell me more. And I don't even remember what we're talking about at that point.
1: Alright, I'm stoked on that. Alex, what about you? What are you stoked on this week of weeks?
0: My, mine kinda of feels like a cop out, but I feel like I feel like I'm allowed to be stoked on it. You know, this is this is our show. I can be stoked on whenever I want. Okay, people. But I when when all this hit, I know we said we weren't going to talk about world events right now because we date ourselves, but when I was given a little bit more leisure time at home than I had before, I my backyard doesn't have any trees or anything. It's just kind of barren. So I went to Home Depot, and I bought myself some 4x4s, and I threw them in the ground, painted them just so they didn't get too, too grimy, and I've been using my hammock a lot. That is sort of my, my fortress of solitude at the moment. There's a, a lot of stuff going on personally in my family where the, the house is kind of like crazy. Mm-hmm. So I've been I've been going out to the hammock, and I've been kicking it. I've been reading. I've been doing work. I've been watching, like, uh, not movies, but watching, like, YouTube videos and stuff like that out there just to relax. Got my dog to go up in the hammock with me a few times and just swing. And I'm I'm stoked on the hammock. I, I just got a, a, an inflatable <laughs> pillow for it. So this- when I – when I'm not at home, I, or even at home, I can use a pillow. But you know, I can take it places. I have taken it to parks and stuff, taken it by like water, and just hung out, read. So I'm I'm stoked on finding a nice like Zen way of relaxation. And with everything going on, it's nice to have a little tiny a little, little tiny bubble. You know, I know I know we generally, as a society, talk about how bubbles are bad. But you know, sometimes I think it's nice to have a little bubble.
1: To mm-hmm. yourself,
0: where you can relax. You don't, you know, if you want to go on Twitter and and destroy your brain and let the the maggots eat at it, you can. If not, you can go there. You can pull yourself out of the world. You can swing with the wind for a little bit, and you can have a good time. So that's what I've been doing to relax. It's been wonderful. I've I've been learning about hangles. I've been learning about hammock techniques. Uh, What's, been, a buying... What's a hangle? What's a hangle? Enlighten. Okay. Right? So there's there's two specific angles. One is the 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 angle you want the hammock to hang at when you're not on it, because that gives you the the correct tightness for the hammock. So it's not too if it's too tight, then you can't move in it and you get you get stuck. And if it's too loose, you droop too much and your back hurts. Hmm. So that's one that's one angle, and that's actually if you make an L, like like, like if you point a gun with your fingers. Sorry, I know we just got demonetized, like we're even monetized, but right. if you point a gun with your fingers. Gotcha. And you, you, that angle that comes from it is actually a hangle. Boom. And that's what you want to hang at when there's no weight in it. Because apparently it gives you the best amount of give. Because if you, I've been on it when it's too loose before, and quite frankly, you, you know, you got that C shaped back and it's not really relaxing anymore. <laughs> you just get off and your back hurts. You know, I'm getting old. So that's one. The second one is I actually found out that if you don't like the curve. If you move your feet about 5 to 15 degrees to the left and then move your head 5 to 15 degrees to the right or vice versa, Mm -hmm. you lay at it on a diagonal angle and you Mm -hmm. actually straighten yourself out and you lay on it flat. I have found in my
1: limited hammock experience – I think I laid in the hammock one time in ninth grade and I, uh, I did recognize that I felt more comfortable lying diagonally.
0: Yep and taking up flat. all of the space. No one yep. could join
1: me in the hammock.
0: Well, I have a double hammock, but that's because I'm a monster size of a person, so it fits me and it's nice. Mm. Yep, so I've been I've been relaxing. I actually I've been reading uh Infinity Gauntlet. I have all six original prints of the issues. I've just never read them. And, uh, you know, when I was itching to get some graphic novel reading and I started that. So I've been reading those on my hammock and it's been it's been wonderful. I also had a, a bird shit on the top of Chapter House Dune. <laughs> oh, no. Literally the top. I put it underneath a tree because it was shaded and it was nice. It's a big old oak tree. And there's one day where these birds are just going crazy. And, you know, you know how there's like the top where like all the pages are right.
1: Oh, so it's not even
0: the the front. It's literally the top. It's literally the part. top, and it, it it shat on the <laughs> side of the book that I hadn't read yet.
1: <laughs> oh, that's I, a, I that's like, a
0: harkening agent. That bird just trying to take. <laughs> it It was a harkening for sure, and then it, it it just splattered and just plastered itself all over my chest. Got all over the hammock. <laughs> I had to wash it out. I, I walked in barefoot. You were holding like, the book. Fuck. Yeah. Oh no and it came straight down on my hand too. It was it was awful. It was awful. So, you know, there are some drawbacks. I am I'm, I'm so hesitant to read out there now cuz I'm like I'm like if I'm reading something it has to be like something cheap cuz I cannot like I I've, I've been I've been like limited reading the the Infinity Gauntlet series on the hammock cuz I'm like if someone poops on this, that's like you know, depending on the issue, that's like 50 bucks down the drain, like 20 bucks down the drain. Like I'm not going to do that. So,
1: yeah, the um, birds know it. They're, like, just trying to mess with you. Like, I, I, I know that we didn't have Carl's Jr. last night, so all those rappers in the yard are just the birds getting ready.
0: Dude, that's exactly it. Like, they're they're definitely planning. So, I'm I my stoked on is not getting pooped on by birds, but relaxing on the hammock. And, you know, like I said, just taking – I think it's very okay to take a little time for yourself and get away from the world and appreciate the things you appreciate. So, that's what I've been doing. It's been nice, and that's my stoked on.
1: That's nice. It's a unique one. That's a first. Yeah, there we go. the hammock's a lifestyle.
0: lifestyle. is the first time we've had a lifestyle. Exactly. So here we are. And you know, five years ago, I told myself I'd never be that guy. I got a hammock, I got Skeletos, and I got a Camelback, buddy. And you know what? Feels pretty good. Feels pretty good on this side of the tracks, bro.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. You got your keys on a
0: carabiner clip around your belt? I do not have a carabiner clip. I have them on a lanyard, though. A Beatles lanyard.
1: Not yet. Not yet.
0: I'll get there soon. Don't worry. Well, I, I think that I think that concludes things. I appreciate everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed the Stephanie Meyer fifth book, Retailing of Twilight. I, I think we had a good time. I think we summed it up pretty well. If you are into Twilight, I hope you're looking forward to Midnight Sun. If you didn't know about it, congratulations. You got something to look forward to. We are Suck My Fanfic. I'm Alex, and uh, my co-host is... Brian. Yeah, I don't think we said that at the beginning, so we kind of sucked on that one. But
1: Yeah, we just blasted right through it. I don't cares? think there's an army as big as Alita's for this, so it's not as important.
0: 2000, circa like 2008, we would have been blasted. That's true. As blasted. But thank you for listening. Like I said, I had a good time. I think we had a good episode. I had a fun time with our Mary Sue topic. I'm looking forward to our top five lists. I'm I, I'm literally going to put so much thought into this, and I hate the amount of mental energy I'm going to give this thing that means nothing.
1: <laughs> and I here will, we
0: go. I will I will scramble something together 25
1: minutes before.
0: You will ask. You know that meme where it's like, "Hey, can I copy your thing?" And it's like, "Yeah, but you know, don't you know, don't do it exactly." And it's just like barely changed. Exactly right. It's exactly that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's what we're going to be. But thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter. We have a YouTube as well. I, I mentioned the the Tumblr and the Facebook at this point out of nostalgia because those things they're neglected. But follow us on on those. follow us on Apple Podcast or Podchaser, however you listen to us. Subscribe, rate, smash, like, and review. We would really appreciate that. Share it with a friend if you enjoyed it. If you had a friend from middle school that you bonded over Twilight with and you wrote fan fiction and you haven't spoken to them in six years, guess what? Now's as good a time as any to reach out. So consider doing that. And we hope that you have a wonderful day, wonderful night whenever you're listening to this. If you're you're cooped up hanging from your ceiling or laying in a coffin and listening to this, we hope you have a wonderful whatever you're doing. And Ryan, what should we remember? In the spirit
1: of the Mormon faith, I would like to wish everyone a very prosperous life, living eternally in your magic pajamas. Everyone have a wonderful day.